Welcome to From Ashes to Beauty with John Ortberg. Each day, Monday through Friday, you'll find 10 minutes of relevant spiritual guidance on the kind of people we are becoming. Follow us on YouTube at becomenew.me or receive daily text alerts when a new episode is published by texting the word BECOME to the number 56525. Invite a friend to listen along by sharing this podcast or sharing the link becomenew.me. We're glad you're here. And now, here's John. Hey, I'm so glad that you're here today because I can promise you that what we talk about today is going to be easy for you to remember all day long and to put into practice because today we're talking about humility. Today, we're talking about what is actually the awesome power of being humiliated. Today is Humility Day, and you can walk through this day practicing humbling yourself before God and in your own eyes and before other people, and this is a wonderful thing. Now, we've been learning over the last couple of days, how do we become entirely ready? No more of that, uh, God, make me pure, make me generous, make me honest, but not yet. How do we become entirely ready to ask God to remove our character defects? So the next step, of course, will be to ask God to remove our character defects. But today we focus on one little word, the adjective that describes how we will ask God to do that. And it is humbly. And uh, this is a word that is foundational to spiritual life that actually has been the unspoken thread running through everything. Spiritual life begins when I finally come to realize I'm powerless. I cannot become the person. I cannot lead the life. I cannot be the man, the father, the husband, the pastor that I want to be. And there's only one who can help help me do that. And so... I turn my life and my will over to him, and that's humbling, but I don't stop there. I do a fearless and searching moral inventory. I look as honestly as I can at the flaws, the blemishes, the character defects, the sins, the mess up, the regrets that are a part of my life. And that's humbling to see that stuff. And I don't stop there. I confess to God and to myself and to another actual person in flesh and blood who's looking me in the eye. I tell them the exact nature of my wrongs. Do you still love me? And there I discover the power of being known and loved. But it doesn't stop there. Then I become, I come before God and I get ready and I humbly ask. Now asking is a humbling thing. I don't insist. I don't demand. I don't expect. I ask, God, would you? I'm not in charge. I'm not in charge of the timing. Will God do this in a day, in a month, in a year, in a lifetime? That's not up to me. Will it be easy? Will he just lift these character defects away? Or will it be filled with effort and pain and embarrassment? I don't know. It's not up to me. We humbly ask, God, would you do this? See, it turns out that humility is the key to spiritual life. And there's great power in it, although it's not always pleasant getting there. Thomas Keating writes this. Humility, humiliation is the way to humility. That's good news. It can be tortuous for some people to have to admit what they're doing in secret or what their foolish thoughts are. But you gradually get used to it. And, And we're doing that. 
into fellowship of the withered hand as we celebrate each other's recognition of personal inadequacy. The point may come when you actually love your weaknesses and faults. Really? Aha, uh -huh, Paul says, uh, I glory, I boast in my weaknesses, for his strength is made perfect in my weakness, um, because they keep you humble. The feelings of shame and humiliation give way to a loving acceptance of the truth and a complete trust in God's infinite mercy. To have our faults made public is sometimes one of the greatest gifts of God. And I can tell you from personal experience, this is deeply, deeply, deeply true. Why is humility so important? Kitty writes, humility is a constant and permanent disposition that puts me in tune with the universe. Another word for humility is just simply reality or the acknowledgement of reality. And that is why the question of whether I will live in humility or live in its opposite pride is really the core issue for spiritual life. And if you're much of a Bible, you may have noticed this is a thread that runs all through Scripture. And it's very, very important and often very misunderstood. And part of why faith and spirituality are often badly misconstrued, where people think that the primary issue is, what do I profess or what do I believe? See, humility or pride resistance is the basic orientation of the will, my little kingdom, to God's kingdom. It will determine how it is that God must respond to me if God is going to love me. So in Proverbs 3, it says, God opposes or resists the proud, but gives grace to the humble. And the reason for that is not that God is proud, and so he is offended by pride. Pride, by its very nature, resists God. So God is unable to give me what I most need if I'm in a posture of resistance towards him. And that's why this little statement gets repeated in the book of James. James quotes this, God opposes the proud, but gives grace to the humble. Or First Peter, Peter says, humble yourselves, therefore, under the mighty hand of God, for God opposes the proud, but gives grace to the humble. Mary in the Magnificat talks about exactly this same idea. God, you have torn down the proud from their thrones, but you have lifted up the humble. This is why Jesus tells the story that he does in Luke chapter 18. Uh, and, and we're told that he tells this story to people who were proud. They were confident that they're really good people and they look down at others. Pride also is by its nature opposed to other people. It is anti-love. See, I can be greedy and that doesn't necessarily mean that I don't love all other people. I just want more stuff or lustful. I want more sexual pleasure. Um, but pride by its nature is anti-love. I don't want just to be wealthy or pretty or smart or strong. I want to be wealthier, prettier, smarter, stronger. Pride sets me up to compete against, be competitive with every other person, to not want them to do well. So in Jesus' story, two men go up to pray, tax collector and a Pharisee. Pharisee would have been thought to be the hero, the really good person. You can fill in the blank, Republican and Democrat, CEO and jobless person, movie star and ugly person, whatever it is. And the people that everybody would have thought it was, the hero says, I thank you, God, that you didn't make me like those other people. And that sound you hear is God throwing up a little bit in his mouth. Thank you, God, that I'm better. Thank you that I fast twice a week and I regularly give a 10% of all that I have. Pride gets into our spiritual lives in a way no other sin does.
That guy wouldn't have been praying those words if he was guilty of adultery or, or thievery or murder. But he's guilty of pride, and therefore he didn't recognize he's guilty at all. And what that means is when pride gets in, you're praying to an imaginary God. And the other man simply comes in humility. God, be merciful to me, a sinner. And that's all God needs. That's all God wants, because now God can work with that. So today, for you and me, this is Humility Day. We humble ourselves today. How do we do that? Well, Dallas Willard used to talk about the three great P's of humility. If you want to pursue humility, don't push, don't pretend, and don't presume. Don't push, don't try to advance yourself. My mom was in line to get a COVID shot uh, a couple of weeks ago. I had to wait for hours and she was telling me how these other people, younger people who were not eligible for them yet came and pushed themselves right into the line and just stayed there and had eventually to be removed. And of course, we'll push in other ways. There's a real important person. I got to push to the head of the line to talk to them and make sure they're impressed by me. Today, don't push to advance your little kingdom. Just leave your little kingdom in the hands of God. And today, don't pretend. Dallas used to say the number one lie in academic circles is, yes, I have read that book. And man, I know that lie. Yes, I know that person. Yes, I did that thing. Yes, I achieved that accomplishment. Yes, I was the hero of this story. Yes, I told this person off with great courage. Today, don't pretend. Let everything be as it is. Don't make myself look any better, any smarter, any stronger than I actually am. And if somebody thinks otherwise, don't work at trying to correct them. And then today, don't presume. When I presume, then I think, now, of course, I must be treated as being this important. I must be allowed to do this thing. I must be recognized for what I have done. I got to sit at that scene of the table, is the story Jesus tells in Luke 14. No, today, let other people treat you simply the way that they do. In that Zoom meeting, on that email, don't presume that I have to be acknowledged as any more important or greater than I am. Today, today is humility day. Today, I seek to humble myself because I am living in the lavish love of God the Father and His Son Jesus, and therefore I have abandoned my life to Him, and therefore, as Dallas says, my life is no longer an object of deep concern. There's power. There's life. Today is Humility Day. Friday, we're going live. 7 o'clock California time. I'll see you then. Tomorrow, we're going to pray and ask God. Today, we're going to get ready so that we can ask God humbly. See you tomorrow.